What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. Okay, shut up. It's time to start the episode. Episode 28 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. That's right, baby doll. It is the golden episode. It's the golden podcast extravaganza. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. I take care of my cubs, and you guys are my cubs, and I take care of you. And when dad skips out and hangs out with his other family for a week, then it's time to record an episode extravaganza. That just is what it is. Okay, this is episode 28. It's the golden episode. You know how, like, a golden birth year like with whatever day you were born, here's a little fun fact that you might not know. Whatever day of the month you were born, like say me, I was born November 24th. Say that is the day you were born, explaining it way too long, getting lost in my own thoughts already, but it's okay. It's the, it's the podcast extravaganza. If you're born on the 24th, when you turn 24, you, that's your golden birthday. That's your golden birthday. That's supposed to be the best birthday of your life. Apparently, according to 2021 rules, where everything's fucking made up, it doesn't matter. So since I'm 28, I'm doing a role reversal, okay? I'm going transgender with the podcast, and I'm doing a role reversal, and we are doing I'm 28 years old. This is episode 28. This is the golden episode, and it's going to be a fucking extravaganza because we're going to do two hours of this shit because I fucking love you, babe. Okay? Now, first things first, I need to buy a gold chain. Okay? Did you expect it to start that way? Of course you didn't. Do you expect anything that comes out of my mouth to come out of my mouth when, we, when we're talking on this podcast? Of course you don't. But that's why you listen, and that's why you're a cub. I'm sorry for taking last week off, all right? But baby girl got sick. Player one. Queen, Gracie doll, whatever the fuck name you want to give her, she got sick, all right? She was, and I'm not saying she was sick with it. She was sick with it because, make no mistake, my baby is dripped out, okay? Make no mistake, I spend racks on my daughter, and she is dripped out. But she was not that kind of sick last week. She was just fucking sick, like fevers of 101 sick and shitty nights and worse days and panic from us and it just kind of turns out that yeah she's fine she's just got a little bug it's okay but we were slow so sleep deprived that if you think that I'm gonna go to work and then take care of my daughter at night and get up three times a night and then do that for three days in a row and also record a podcast listen babe I had to spend a week with my other family you feel y'all feel now now she's okay she's fine we got her checked out, pretty sure, just a bug, because she started daycare. Now, here's the best thing about her starting daycare. I'm going to just I'm gonna just crush through this. Now, this is the podcast extravaganza. I could take my time. I don't need to take my time, babe, all right? She started daycare last week, and she's in the infant room, and I'm pretty sure they have to be in the infant room until they're like 15, 16 months, and she's going to be a year old next week, but she's in the infant room, but we know... That our queen, okay, she's the queen of this podcast, all right? If she's the queen of me, right, and she's the queen of my life, 
And what's your what's your wife? She's a dictator, but that's beside the point. She's the queen of my life. That means that she's the queen of the cups. She's our queen. All hail Gracie. So the queen started daycare. And we know that the queen is a little bit ahead of the curve. She's an advanced little girl. Okay. She said books fucking forever ago. And she started walking like a month and a half ago. And the other kids, I think there's like nine of them in the infant room. Only one other one can walk. They're all other. They're all just doing that army crawl scoot and stuff. So therefore, my daughter gets to run the room literally and metaphorically. Okay, my daughter gets to cruise around, take the toys she wants. Listen, she's asserting her dominance and it is what it is and it's fine and I've never been more proud. Okay, so... Everything is falling into place. All right. I told when she came out of her mother. <laughs> that's such like that's such like a disrespectful way to say that in regards to my wife. <laughs> when she when she came out of her mother, when her mother literally opened her body and pushed her out. There we go. That's more respectful. Maybe I just was I just started in. I just started in on her. I was like, listen, there's this two test people in this world. And she started crying and I was like, come on, you're seven, you're seven minutes old. You're fine. And I was like, listen to me. I looked her right in her eyes that are just seeing light for the first time. I said, there's two types of people in this world. And, and it's, and I'm, and I'm not going to say the cliche thing that you're expecting me to say. And she goes, I wasn't expecting you to say anything. I was like, okay, first sentence, eight minutes old. Perfect. But she was like, I don't know what cliches are. And I was like, well, listen up. I'm not going to say the cliche thing of there's people who step on people and there's people who get stepped on. That's not the two different peoples that are in this world, said peoples. That's not the two different people that are in this world. I said there's aggression and non-aggression. That's the two different people. Okay. Now, a ton of different things fall in those two separate categories, right? But say aggressive people are usually more goal-oriented and task-oriented and they have a drive, right? Aggressive is assertive and it pushes them in that direction. And then there's the non-aggressive people who are more easygoing, go with the flow. They're definitely more peaceful to be around, right? They're more enjoyable to kick a, kick it with and have a beer with, right? But there's two types of people in the world, aggressive and non-aggressive. And here's the bottom line, you're going to be fucking aggressive. And she was like, I'm going to be fucking aggressive. And I was like, that's the right answer. Now let's take this fucking world over starting at the infant room at your first week of daycare. Okay. Now, dude. Okay. Let me just give you a little, let me just give you a little update. Okay. On what this new chapter is for me as a parent. I, I have a daughter who's going into, who's in daycare now. Okay. It's weird. It's strange and it's weird. But this daycare is super, super badass because they send you updates. So I ha there's this app called Bright Wheel and they update basically anything that your kid does. You get an update and then I get a little notification on my watch and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So it'll be like Gracie pottied. Gracie had a meal. Gracie had a nap and it tells you how long the nap was. And, you know, here's a photo of Gracie and it'll be like just taking a picture. Now I'm at work and I'm you know, doing a bunch of stuff. It's getting a little bit monotonous or my brain is like stressed out and I'm a little bit, and then I get a, and I look and I'm like, my baby girl just ate. Everything's perfect in the world. My baby girl just ate. Picture of Gracie. Oh, better turn around, act like this is important and look at my phone so I can see the picture. And there was one picture that they posted where it's far away 
like landscape shot of the daycare room and all the kids are like either sitting on their butt or crawling on their bellies and Gracie's dead center standing up and she's standing over this kid that's just sitting on his butt and it's a cute picture like oh look at the kids interacting what I saw was my daughter taking center stage commanding domination does that make sense that's what i saw i look at this cute little adorable picture of these nine babies interacting and playing and i go my daughter's a dominant one in the middle standing over another child rather aggressively she had her shoulders bowed like she was like you know that i can walk and you can't right like that was what she said she told me later what she said to him and she was like yeah dad i just tell those kids every single day you know i can walk and you can't and they go, goo goo gaga. And she's like, <laughs> you're so far behind me. You're so far behind me. And then I give her a fist bump and we go about our day because that's what's up. <laughs> All right. Started off the podcast extravaganza talking about absolute fucking nonsense. Okay. Episode 28. This is Chair Babe, the podcast. If you don't know, I'm your host, VJ Julio. And I'm your health confidant. Okay. I'm here to make your day better. That's my one goal with this podcast is I'm here to brighten your day. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about nonsense. We're going to have we're going to tell some good stories. We're going to break down some idiot people on the internet. We're going to do a bunch of fun stuff that is not centered around any of the stressful things happening in our lives. Because let's be real. There's been some painful and stressful things that have come that have happened in the world this last week and we know them. We don't talk about those type of things on this podcast because we are inundated with that information and it also fills our brains. Now, I, I want to clarify here that when I don't discuss these things, when I don't discuss the very serious horrors and you know bad things that have happened that are very, very important in our world, when I don't discuss those things, it's not out of disrespect towards those things. It's out of respect of the people that come and listen to this podcast are not looking to listen about those things because you can listen about those things from experts and actual knowledge-based people and people with actual constructive criticism and not some silly guy that's trying to have a good time in recording a podcast, okay? We know that. We come here for a little bit of escapism. This is our, this is our hour and this episode's two hours to get away from all that and giggle and have a good time. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to upfront clarify that and give a little bit more in-depth reason as to why I don't talk about those things. It's not necessary for you to worry about what I think about the serious things in our world because I'm not that important. I'm your escapism, baby doll, and that is what it is, and I love my role. So I'm going to sit right here in that role, and that's what we're going to do. So circling back, I have to get a gold chain, okay? I have to get a gold chain. I should have had a gold chain for the golden episode extravaganza episode, okay? I said episode twice, should have had a gold chain for the golden episode extravaganza, all right? Because here's the deal. One thing I forgot to tell you guys about when I went to the fucking bachelor party with all the 21-year-olds for my little before my little brother's wedding when we did it big and they were super fucking entertaining group of kids, there was a like 26-inch gold Cuban link chain that got passed around. 
All right, it got passed around. And the reason it got passed around is because it was like the ring on the Lord of the Rings, and it was the precious. And we didn't say that. I just articulated that right now. We didn't call it that because that's fucking dorky, and we weren't being that dorky. All right, we were being cool, calm, and collected. We were trying to get the boys laid. Did it happen? No. But all good. So there was this fucking gold chain. I don't even remember whose it originally was. Because it was on each of us at different points in the night. And whoever was wearing the gold chain, dude, it was like, you want to you wanna feel good about society? Get a group of guys that like each other around each other. And it's just gas up city. And not gaslight city. It's gas up city. It's, damn, bro. Why you got to look so <laughs> You get a group of guys, you get a group of guys that are comfortable around each other and there's the homoeroticism is through the fucking window. It's like, God, dude, why your shoulders look so big in that shirt? It's because we're all on the same fucking page. Hey, all these 21 year olds are trying to get laid by some random hot girl they come across at this bachelor party. So... When you get a group of dudes that are all on the same page, the homoeroticism in the gas up city comes fucking flying out of your mouth. And if you put on the gold chain, forget about it. Forget about it. It's too powerful. It's too powerful. I put it on for 14 seconds. I put it on for 14 seconds and they were like, damn, that's the move. That's the move. And I was like, too much power, guys. Too much power. Can't do it. Can't do it. I have a family. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't be walking around father of this bachelor party and also put on a gold chain. I have family. I have a wife and daughter and a second daughter coming. Like I have responsibilities. This is ludicrous. Because with great power comes great responsibility and <laughs> I I didn't want to have that responsibility on my shoulders, you know? It's kind of like when, you know, a kid gets new shoes at school. It's like, goddamn, save some pussy for the rest of us. That's what the gold chain is. All right. But now that I'm removed from that situation and I'm not surrounded by a bunch of horned up 21-year-old dudes that are literally trying to scrape up anything they can off the floor of the bar, I feel like the gold chain is the move. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm built for it and I gonna buy one and we're gonna wear it every single fucking episode oh let's do that i will never wear it outside of this recording studio that's it that's it i'm gonna buy a gold chain for the cups and it's gonna be your guys's gold chain just as much as it's my gold chain all right and you're probably saying to yourself you're too old yeah yeah i maybe maybe i'm definitely too old for tank tops we know that i aged out of tank tops and that is what it is i'm too old I'm too old for tank tops. Unless I'm near a body of water or I'm doing yard work in my front lawn. Too old for fucking tank tops. We know that. But I don't think I'm too old for a gold chain and I'm going to wear one and I'm going to buy it. And it is what it is. Because I'm going to sauce on you bitches and that's just fine. I'm going to get a gold chain, but I'm old enough that when I drink, it takes three days to recover. And sometimes I sleep wrong and my jaw hurts. Yep, that's where we're at. I'm getting all my tattoos in my late 20s, and I'm going to wear a gold chain. And that's just as what it is. In my early 30s. And I'm, that just is what it is. It's just, dude, let's talk about tattoos. Let's talk about tattoos for a second. I have the world's... Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about my most impulsive tattoo that I've ever fucking had. All right? Literally day of type shit. 
and it resides <laughs> not on my taint. I gave you a second to uh, ruminate on what you thought it was going to be. Not on my taint. It's in my mouth and it's in my lip. And it says KCCO. <laughs> you guys remember the chive? Okay, that's where I was when I was fucking 20 years old. I was getting KCCO tattooed on my skin forever in my mouth inside of my mouth now here's the deal it's time to be brutally honest with the cubs all right it's kind of like baseball players or hockey players wrestlers just naturally usually chew and it's gross and i agree but if you're currently in the sport you're probably chewing like it's just kind of this like that's what we did it's what we did back in the day I chewed from the time I was 15. You feel me? So it's like, it's just one of those things that it's, it's, a, it's a natural occurrence and it's hard to escape when you're fully inundated in that system, in that society, all right? We're not going to get into it. I agree with you. It's fucking gross. It was stupid, whatever. But let's break down the lip tattoo reasoning, start to finish. Now, I had this best friend named Brian when I was wrestling up in North Idaho, okay? Wrestled for North Idaho for two years. While I was there, Brian was my best friend. He was the heavyweight of our team. And he's a fucking wild kid. All right, we'll tell a few Brian stories. I brought him up in the past. I said we were going to do a full Brian episode. We're just going to do a little bit of Brian stories here. Because this kid, you're going to love hearing about him. So Brian was the kid that could bring his energy to a situation and just talk you into doing it with him. That was Brian. Because... He spoke in such a way that you're like, that might be fun. You know, everything he fucking brought up, everything he said, that might be fun. Let's do it. He was that guy. He was the bad influence, which turned out to be a great influence because he had, it led to me having the best fucking memories with this guy. So he tells me, he's like, dude, this is like one, it's like a fucking Tuesday. All right, babe. He's like, let's go get lip tattoos. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that, you know, because I have a brain and that just sounds like a bad idea. And he goes, come on, it would be so sick. I don't agree that it would be sick. I don't think that it would be sick in the slightest. I think it would be silly. Be silly. If you can use a better describer word, I'll roll with these punches. But right now, I'm I'm dodge duck dipping and dive dodging. Okay? And he was like, come on. it, It's inside your mouth. No one will ever see it. No one will even know unless you show them. No one will even know that you have it. And I'm like... No, dude, like it's permanent. He was like, dude, we chew. It'll be out of your, it, like that skin's so thin, it'll be out of your mouth in six months or less. Now, I decided to clickbait that point and go, huh, I believe that as fact now. All of my strong position, that's a decent point. I believe all that is fact now. And uh, okay, let's let's look into it. Let's let's look into it. Let's pull up to this fucking corner shop tattoo place that has six Harleys outside. Let's do that. Let's walk into there and go put a needle in my mouth with some ink on it and let's get this party started. And so that's what we did. And so for $50, right? For $50, I paid someone $50 to tattoo. Now, we show up and... That was kind of our whole thing, because listen, we were broke-ass college kids at this point. If you th you think I'm going to drop stacks on a lip tattoo, I didn't have stacks, okay? I had fucking eaten 
frosted flakes out of the box because I couldn't afford milk that week type of stacks. All right. We were like living on the edge. All right. Rice Krispies dumped into an empty jar of peanut butter to just get a little bit of the peanut butter off the edges of the jar onto the Rice Krispies and eating that dry and drinking water. We're talking that kind of stacks. So I was like, if it's a hundred bucks, I'm not doing it. Like I'm not like that was our whole thing. He's like, let's just go. Let's just go check it out. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go to the Harley place where everyone has fucking neck tattoos that say I kill people. And then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll walk in as the two fucking whitest kids and ask for lip tattoos like we're sorority girls. All right. That sounds cool. Let's do that. So we did that. Right. We walked in and they're like, it's 50 bucks. And I was like, all right, cool. And I mean, the the establishment itself was clean. You know, I say that because I'm worried about that. I have hepatitis. But to this point, dude, he brought it up three hours earlier. I didn't think about what the fucking what because I didn't know, like, how many letters can you do in there? Can you do a fucking picture? Like how wild and crazy can we get? And I'm pretty sure they pretty much capped it at five letters. And I was like, what do I get? What do I get? Now, we'll th- I'll tell you what both Brian and I got separately. All right. Now, let's talk. Let's talk about me first. I'm like, I don't know what to get. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, this morning I was scrolling through the Chive app looking at ass and titties. So that's in my brain. Let's just get KCCO, which sta- is keep call Chive on. Now, here is the reasoning in my brain, which it doesn't work. But here's the reasoning in my brain is why I thought that would fly. I could just tell people that it stands for keep calm carry on like I'm some sort of fucking yogi with my mala beats. And my mandala fucking tattoo on my forearm. You know what I'm saying? I'll just, it'll make me sound more peaceful. You know, if if they're over 30, I'm going to say it stands for keep calm, carry on. And if they're under 30, I'm going to stand, I'm going to say that stands for keep calm, chive on. And then I'm going to get a fucking fist bump. and going to be like, I love ass and titties too. And I'm like, yay. So that's where I was at. And so that's what I got. I got KCCO tattooed on my lower lip because, I mean, it's going to be gone in six months. It's lip skin. It's not very thick. Like, it's it's thin skin. It's just going to cycle out of my mouth. And Brian got GFJ, okay, which stands for get fucking jacked. Now, the thing about that, <laughs> the thing about that. Is it, remember how I said Brian was the heavyweight? <laughs> he was a big kid, but he wasn't jacked. He's like a fucking refrigerator. It's not like he was some fucking bodybuilder. Like, like I'm saying, if you get the acronym for get fucking jacked on your lip, maybe just be a brick shit house, shredded ass, gym shark looking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But Brian was not. He was a heavyweight on our team, and he got gift fucking jacked on his lip. All right? <laughs> and now, I know what you're asking yourself. Did it hurt? A little bit. Kind of like when you pinch your septum and your eyes water just a little bit. It took the amount of time that it takes to write with a permanent marker on a paper. Okay? Like K, C, C, O. 
That's how long it took. It took less than fucking 30 seconds. The setup process with all the sanitary stuff and taking stuff out of plastic, putting up the facade so we don't get hepatitis C, right? That took like 30 minutes for a 26-second tattoo. And here's 50 bucks, you know. And it didn't really hurt that bad because nothing can hurt that bad in 26 seconds, I don't think. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my eyes, like, started kind of watering for a second just because it was, like, that little stinging pain. And then I was over. And then I was over. And right now, you might be giggling to yourself. Haha, you cried. I didn't cry. All right? Don't say that. I didn't cry. My eyes watered from the stinging. All right? Same page? Same page. Now, Brian got get fucking jacked. <sighs> okay. And now you're asking yourself, okay, it doesn't really hurt that bad. Did it disappear in six months? No, babe. Babe, it is still fully intact. Every letter. The only thing that has happened is, you know how black tattoos can kind of go grayish, bluish a little bit? That's the only thing. Just a little bit of a color transfer, not really fading, still there in full. In full. Completely. And I'll tell you the thing that's the craziest thing. I don't regret a millisecond of it I don't regret it I haven't regretted it one time because here's the deal all right now I'm I don't mean to bring the mood down because this uh, the next couple stories I'm going to tell about Brian everything like that this is all with a huge pure heart all right so second year um Brian didn't come back to school he ended up having heart failure and Brian passed away. Now, don't, it's, it's okay. It's okay. We're very, very far removed from it. We're able to be in the, in the headspace now where we can just remember all the great times about him. It was a freak thing, and it obviously caught all of us guys way off guard, and it was hard to process in the moment, but it has been seven years now, and now we're in the space where it's just we get to be filled with beautiful memories with Brian. Okay, so it's okay. It's not. This is not a bring down. This is not a bummer. This is all great shit. And now you understand why not for a second I will ever regret this lip tattoo. Here's the deal. If this lip tattoo goes away or it fades or I lose a part of a letter, I'm getting it redone. Absolutely. That's my fucking best friend in my lip right there. You know what I mean? So... Brian was also, <laughs> Brian was such a devil's advocate when it came to me, when it came to me meeting my wife too. Like he was, he was so involved there. Cause listen, he didn't live at my apartment, but homie lived at my apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like he had a dorm, but my couch was his house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's what, that's what Brian, that's what Brian did. He always just kicking it with the boys. So. I, I met Jordan, right? And, dude, my wife played so hard to get. Like, she, well, the thing is, when she first met me, she was like, oh, look at this fuckboy douchebag, which that's exact, that was ex my exact persona appearance-wise. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. We know that I, that at face value, I scream asshole douchebag, right? We know that. 
So she saw me and we met and we had that super awkward interaction that we've already talked about and stuff. But she always was just like, oh, he's one of those guys that if I give anything to him, he's going to dip out because he got what he wanted. Right. Which is good for her. Like strong, smart girl, not falling for no bullshit type of stuff. But the thing about that is I didn't ever want that. That was never that was never my game with her. I was like, no, 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 no. I dig this chick. I want to legitimately date this chick okay and you might be like well maybe don't call her this chick okay let's not get caught up in semantics i want to date this beautiful strong intelligent amazing woman is that better all right so (laughs) so brian was there like after the i met her process and her and i are texting back and forth right now the only thing i'm trying to do remember rice krispies peanut butter money okay The only thing I'm trying to do is get her over to my apartment to cook her dinner and have dinner with her at my house. That's the only thing I'm trying to do because I don't got, I don't got fucking date money. All right. I don't even, I don't have Applebee's money. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not taking her ass to McDonald's. All right. I don't have Applebee's money and don't hear that and think that I think that Applebee's is fancy. I'm saying it's slightly above McDonald's for a 20 year old kid. All right, 21-year-old kid, however old I was when I, I met my wife, 20, I think. But but I'm texting back and forth with her, and this was her game, dude. This is what she did. She would set the plan with me. Set the plan with me. Now, I would spend four hours cleaning my apartment. I would spend four hours. Like, I lived with trash-ass wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was garbage everywhere. The carpets were a disaster. Every every single dish was dirty. We're eating cereal out of Frisbees with a spatula. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are pigs at that point. And so I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm letting this girl come into this place. And if, if it doesn't look like a crew... A veteran women from the best Western turndown service didn't just rip through this apartment. Okay, I'm I want spotless. So I would spend literally four hours cleaning, and then I was like, "All right, I'm gonna cook while she's here because that's my whole thing, baby. I'm Italian. Okay, I gotta show off the skills. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's that? I got thirteen dollars worth of food. Watch me make a four course meal. All right, I call this the panty dropper." <laughs> That's so disrespectful for no reason. (laughs) So we would make the plan and I would spend the time cleaning and then she would ghost me four times. This happened, babe, four times this happened where I would spiral clean my apartment for four hours and then have a plan for dinner. We were just going to eat dinner, maybe watch a movie and that's it. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to hang out with this chick. And Brian was front row for this whole thing. And Brian, devil's advocate, and also just being a good friend every single time it happened. Fuck that bitch, dude. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, you got you to gotta move on to a different girl, man. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's like, she's, being, she's disrespecting you. Yeah. You're right. And then Jordan would text me and I'm right back into it. Because <laughs> it was meant to be. All right. It was meant to be. She would text me some like, I'm so sorry, you know, that I wasn't able to show up. I just 
had fucking psych homework or whatever, whatever bullshit excuse she would throw out. And I'd be like, oh, no, it's fine. It's all good because I'm trying to come off as cool, calm and collect. I'm trying to keep calm and carry on. You know what I mean? I'm just chilling, just chilling out here. But Brian was every single time. And then by by the time that her and I actually started hanging out, right, he was like, no, <laughs> you disrespected my my boy for too long. I don't like you. So <laughs> she would eventually like we got to the point where we were dating and hanging out and stuff. And she was she would come over to the apartment. And he's just like, nah, I'm keeping your ass at arm's length. Like that. He was just like, nah. Fuck that bitch. But then, you know, had to have a heart to heart with my boy that, you know, no, no, she's legit. And he's like, yeah, she's pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, she is. <laughs> Dude, my favorite Brian story, though. All right. This is going to be the last Brian story. My favorite Brian story. So this is on the release of B- the Batman movie that has Bane in it. Okay. When Tom Hardy put on the platforms and played Bane. This was that time. Then it's when it's being released like on DVD. Okay. Now there's a very specific reason that I know that that's the time slot. All right. We go to Walmart one day and I I don't even know if we were doing anything legitimate. We might've just been walking around Walmart because we're bored. So we go to Walmart and there's this display, right? If you walk into the Star Wars doors at Walmart and you go straight down that main aisle. You know, off to the left, it's grocery shit. Off to the right, you get into, you know, clothes and things like that. And you walk down that big aisle and, you know, there's, there's you know, here's some shit-ass furniture that's 10% as good as Ikea. And here's three aisles of towels for some reason and some shower curtains. And you keep walking and then you get to that electronics section in the back of the Walmart, right? Right there in the middle of that main aisle where it intersections, the big aisle intersection at Walmart, there is this huge display that's probably seven feet by seven feet, like box that's just filled with the new Batman DVD, right? It's just promo. And around this display, there's these life-size cutouts, There's one of Batman, there's one of Bane, I think that's it, can't remember any other characters, all good, but those are the ones, there's these big life-size displays. We're walking down, we see that, and we're like, Jesus, that's, that's cool. Brian's like, I'd rather buy the display, like the Bane cutout. We're like, that would look sick in the apartment, right? And there's a Walmart lady walking by, and I sarcastically turn to her and go, how much for the life-size display? And she goes, oh. It's actually not for sale. And I'm like, ah, dang it. You know, just a passive whatever thing. And she continues on. Now, Brian's brain is spinning at this point. Brian heard that it's not going to happen. He heard my sarcastic joke comment that it's not going to happen for us to get the Bane cutout. The six foot tall cardboard Bane cutout on the side of this display. So... As I end my interaction with this Walmart employee, Brian's plan is set. Now, I don't remember, I I don't know if you remember, but this was also the point where I was driving my 1994 
Honda Accord without the back bumper. Okay, that was the whip. And that was the whip that we cruised around with on the regular because they didn't have cars. Okay, so the Walmart employee walks away. No other employees are around us at this time. I don't know where the electronics guy was, but he wasn't behind the desk at the electronics. And Brian goes, here's what we're going to do. And I was like, this is never good. Whenever Brian snaps into serious whisper mode, it hasn't ended well, usually. Usually, it ends with us running or sprinting or fighting, honestly. And he goes, I want that cut out. And I was like, Oh, God, don't. And he goes, Here, here's what we're going to do. You guys go get the Because there was, there was two of us there, too. It might have been, been Cosmo. I can't really remember. But there was four of us. I know there was four of us. I can't really remember the other two guys that were there. It was probably Cosmo. Might have also been Bryce, my other roommate. I'm not sure. But I just know that it's, it's a Brian story. So we kind of all snapped into action, though. When we, we were, we were in those, we were in those rambunctious years where it's like a little bit of wild and crazy sounds a little bit fun right now. Let's, let's scramble up the monotony a little bit. So he goes, go get in the car and pull it around to the Star Wars doors. And I was like, what are you going to do? And he's like, just go get the car pull it around to the Star Wars doors. And I was like, all right, boys, let's, because here's the deal. I'll fucking bite. Let's see what Brian does. Now, here's one thing that I don't think is going to happen. I see what he wants to do, right? I'm not dumb. I see immediately what he wants to do. I don't think he has it in him. I don't think that he is going to follow through with this super badass plan, right? It's going to end with him walking out to the car and with his head down and his tail tucked between his legs. But I bite. So I go, all right, let's go out to the car. Let's see. Let's see if Brian, let's see, let's see if Brian has the balls to do this. Okay. So we walk over, we walk back down that big aisle, back out the doors, get in the Honda. And I pull that Honda up to this in front of the doors, which so sketchy in the first place. Like no one just pulls up to the doors unless you're picking someone up and you're drop or you're dropping someone off. And that exchange usually is pretty quick. Now, when Brian sees us through down the aisle, through the doors, he's all the way in the back of the Walmart by the electronics, babe. Remember, it's not it's not right around the fucking corner. He's like a football field away from us. All right. But he sees the Honda Accord pull up and I see his back turned towards that display <laughs> and he goes to grab the Bane cutout because he thought it was separate. He thought it was separate from the display. What he didn't realize is it had that like double sided tape pretty much along the entire edges of both sides of the Bane cutout. So I see him pull it and kind of the whole display shifts just a little bit. Like he pulled the entire like seven foot by seven foot full of DVDs display just a little bit. And I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, I'm already cracking up because I'm like, look at this dumb ass. Like he's not going to get it off there. Sure as shit. He goes to the top. He starts breaking seals. You know, he's moving quick. He's moving rapidly. You see the panic from from the distance away. I could see 
panicked body language where he's like kind of everything's really choppy and jittery and he's ripping this bane thing off and i'm like oh my god he's really gonna like what here's what here's what i expected to happen at that step i expected a walmart employee to walk up and then him then walk to the car with his head down and his tail between his legs and we get to just laugh this whole thing off like you dumb ass like you really thought that that was gonna happen it's <laughs> dumb ass now that didn't happen and he gets the bane cut off cut out off of the display this thing is six feet tall okay it's six feet tall he has to walk through walmart with the bane display what are you gonna say someone's gonna stop you someone's gonna stop you and brian tucks it under his arm like i'm not saying like he folded it or anything and tucked it under his arm he just turned around and he has a six foot tall piece of cardboard with picture of bane on it and he starts trying to casually walk down the big main aisle we get to watch this whole thing through the doors he's just casually walking and then i see his head turn because someone called out to him probably like a sir and i go all right he's gonna stop now nope he picked that he, <laughs> he picked that pace up to those speed walker paces at the olympics where he's not jogging okay but he's not walking at a casual strolling through the park type of pace he's he's striding out and his fuck he's a heavyweight so you know he's moving around and those hips are going and and then i see out of the home goods section a walmart employee comes into the aisle behind him and his head's on a swivel and he's checking over his shoulder and he sees the walmart employee and all of us in the car are just dying like oh my god dude he starts jogging he starts jogging and after he kicks into a jog, two more Walmart employees are now behind him and he dead sprints it. All right. <laughs> so it's Brian running through a Walmart with a six foot tall Bane cutout being trailed by three jogging Walmart employees. And he's his head is not on a swivel anymore. He's got his eyes on the prize. He sees the 94 Honda through the doors and... <laughs> You know, when you approach the sliding doors, it takes like just that split second for them to open. So he's like dead sprint and then he has to stop for a second and wait for the doors to open. And then he sprints to the next one and then the doors open and buddy in the back seat had that back door open. Now here and the Walmart employees are still in chase. The back door is open. Brian throws the cutout into the back seat and he said, go, go, go like we're in drive now babe okay i snapped into i'm baby driver at this point i have one job we gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> because he listen he followed through with his heist he followed through with his. we're not gonna get caught because i bitch out at the back end all right i'm i'm the wheel man i have one job and that's to get us to safety time to crank the tunes to get us to safety so my eyes are forward now and my eyes are probably the biggest they've ever been. And I didn't know what to say. I like we are all maniacally, hysterically laughing because this is fucking insane that he just did this. So he throws the Bane cut out into the back seat, And I thought he said, go, go, go. So I accelerate hard. 
because I'm like, time to get the fuck out of here. And he wasn't in the car yet. So the back door is still open. And I pulled like seven to ten feet away from Brian. And he's like, no, 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 no. Chasing the car through the Walmart parking lot with three Walmart employees on his tail. (laughs) He does does like the diving jump into the car. So his fucking heavyweight ass legs are still hanging out of the fucking Honda Accord while I drive through and I crank that turn and he's trying to get himself in. It's like a scene on any movie with The Rock where the car dangles over the cliff and then one person almost falls out and they reach out their hand and they're like, no, take my hand. And then you take their hand and you pull them to safety. That was Brian in the Walmart parking lot with the, next to a Bane cutout. Okay, so he gets in, we close the door. And obviously it's just that like adrenaline rush of like, what the fuck did you just do? And what the fuck are we all involved in now? Okay, now to wrap that up, that Bane cutout stayed in our apartment until we left college. <laughs> For the remainder of our time in that town we did not go back to that walmart one fucking time we expected there to be like pictures up like watch out for these fucking guys you know i'm driving around for the next two months like so sketched out that they got my license plate number of my honda court <laughs> and that bane cutout stayed in the living room of our apartment until we fucking got done with college dude <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, that's Brian. We love Brian. Love Brian. Always have, always will. I mean, just a just a great fucking dude. Also, I mean, great fucking dude. Also, same time. Also, same time that. So, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, real quick. Shout out to Pooters. That's Hooters with a P on YouTube. Hey, what's up, little homie? Shout out to you. Now, the listeners are thinking, hey, is this a listener? Is this a, is this a Cup Corner shout out? Nope. Um, so the Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul fight happened last weekend. First of all, I already know what you're thinking. Who the fuck cares? I agree. But also we're going to talk about it for a little bit. But I'm not going to talk about the fight. All right, babe. I'm not going to talk about the fight. Fight doesn't matter. Fight doesn't matter because uh, who gives a shit? Ultimately, they both, you know, made millions of dollars and... It's celebrity boxing. You know what it is? It's celebrity deathmatch, that claymation-ass show, but it's just in real life now, you know, and it's less interesting than that. But the Jake Paul dude has gotten so good at being the heel of shit that you just watch because you want to watch him get knocked the fuck out, okay? Like, I watch for the one—I've watched for one reason, and it's because he's so annoying and so obnoxious that it makes me go— Looking for the next sorry fuck I muscle. That's Jake Paul, okay? That's my brain towards Jake Paul. But regardless, I mean, Jesus Christ. he it, He's done such a good job of being the asshole with everything. With the, he, If you don't know who Jake Paul is, he's fucking... His brother, his older brother is Logan Paul. He got popular on Vine. They moved to California to be famous on the internet, and that's exactly what happened. And then Jake was like on Disney Channel or some shit, and now he's a boxer. End of story. Okay, end of story. Now, the thing about Jake Paul is he's following the Conor McGregor path, and he's trying to just be the most obnoxious, most annoying person because views are views, right? 
user views. Now, he did fight a basketball player, knocked him out, and then he fought Ben Askren. We talked about that a little bit because I was rooting for Ben Askren. At this point, I'm fucking pissed at the fact that I know what's happening in Jake Paul's life. I hate it. I like to have my finger off the pulse, but I just am hoping so much that he just gets fucking knocked the fuck out that I just watch. So I'm, you know, I'm a bitch, basically. I fell for it. I'm a stupid little bitch. I fell for it. But one thing that I'm never going to do, never, not once, not ever, not ever one time, is pay for it. Okay, he's not getting my pay-per-view dollars. So shout out to Pooters, the like 13-year-old kid on YouTube who illegally streamed it on YouTube Live. Hey, dude, thanks. I was able to watch the Jake Paul fight because you risked your account and illegally streamed the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight on YouTube. And and you're a clever little son of a bitch. Now, first of all, if you were expecting to get 10, you know, 25,000 viewers or whatever you ended up getting. I don't even know how many you got. It might have been like 100,000 viewers. But regardless, if you're going to be getting viewed by that many people, don't wear a green tie-dye t-shirt. Okay, now I know you're 13 and your content on YouTube is Fortnite highlights. And that sounds like it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's 100% legitimate. Um, You are are the goat. You are the the stud of that night because I was able to watch the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight. Dude, it's so funny when... So YouTube has these natural flags, right? For, you know, pay-per-view things, things like that, like... The screen will naturally pick up when you are just illegally streaming something onto a recording, right? So, like, say say you were to go to, say you bought the fight, but then you just illegally streamed it onto, onto a live YouTube video, right? Or even if you were, like, to set up a camera and face it towards the TV, it would still pick up on that and it would just shut your life down like the amount of technology they have. But listen, human beings are smarter than the YouTube technology. I saw multiple streams because streams kept getting shut down. I saw multiple streams where guys were setting up mirrors, facing it towards the TV, angled at the camera they're recording with. So it's like it's it was fucking illegal inception. Okay, it was illception. It was illegal, and it was a it was a video inside of a video inside of a mirror, and it was like. One stream I saw tried to get real fucking fancy with it, and it was so annoying. He had, like, one of those makeup circle mirrors, and he angled it upwards for some reason, which means he angled his computer screen downward, and then the camera angle was pointed downward, so you were looking at his desk with a mirror on it. I don't know, dude. It was a weird, it was a weird whole thing. It was a weird whole thing. But this, but this kid, shout out, Green Tie-Dye. We're going to call him Green Tie-Dye from here on out had like one of those Walmart wall mirrors behind him and then his computer screen on the other side of him. And so you just got to watch through the computer screen. Dude, you're the friggin' st- you're a champ. Okay. You're a champ. Got like 10,000 subscribers from that. Now, the thing that I liked the most was the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> So you can donate, right? Like if you're watching a live stream on YouTube, you can donate to the, for lack of a better term, content creator. All right. You can just throw them five bucks. So all these people are getting these views and it's like, hey, this kid saved me 60 bucks to watch this real life 
clay make you know what boxing is right now it is you know how they're doing all the live action disney shows now like the lion king but it's live action so it's just full of cgi but or a, the live action aladdin that's all boxing is right now they're doing the live action celebrity death match and that's just all boxing is right now and that's fine that's fine you know casual boxer watcher not a fan, because I'm not a fan of anything other than maybe Shia LaBeouf. But it's just an absolute joke. It's just a joke. We're not even going to talk about the fight. We're going to talk about the fact that this kid, while he's streaming, is going, Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, guys. As people are starting to funnel into his live stream, he's having like a full-blown excitement meltdown. Because people are throwing him $5 here and there. And then he starts reading off his total. <laughs> He's getting donated just as it would hit a new mile marker. He's like, I've made blank much money. You guys are the best. He's holding up his hands like a little heart in the shape of a heart like you do when you're 12 and you have a crush and you see your crush across the lunchroom. You hold up that heart with your hands. He's doing that to the camera because he's sitting center screen. I was like, okay. Now, the reason I wanted to watch it was on the was with the hopes that Tyron Woodley just knocked his ass out. But it didn't happen. So, all good. All good. Super smart business model. Be an asshole. Make millions of dollars from people wanting to watch you get knocked out. And then continue to beat up retired people or old people or people that aren't even in the sport. So, excellent business model, which I would have thought of it. Maybe this all stems from jealousy. I don't know. But shout outs to the kid that I was able to illegally stream Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight through. You're the GOAT, dude. You're the GOAT. On that trend, let's t- what, what are some other super-duper cool pop culture things that we can chat about, babe? How about the fact that Donda by Kanye West dropped? You know, honestly, thoughts on that? Who gives a fuck? Next topic. I was going to run something by the Cubs. I was going to run something by y'all. I think that it's time. You know, there's enough of you freaking... Five slam jamas. Okay, Jim Julio is not making a return on this podcast in this episode, so I don't know why I said five slam jamas. Also, not the right context to use that terminology. But uh, there's enough of you bad bitches. Okay, now listen, male or female, you listened. You're a cub. You're bad bitch. All right. But there's enough of you. I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time to transition into the video space. A podcast. Now I'm a podcast purist, you know, and I almost just threw up in my mouth saying that because I was sarcastic. It was sarcastic as is most things that I say. It was sarcastic. I'm not a podcast purist. It's just I enjoy just putting out podcasts. I don't really like doing the whole video thing. But here's the deal. All right. I have a studio space. It looks great. I basically just put out clips most weeks, right? But why not? Why not just do the whole the whole slam a jamma? Why not? Well, I'll tell you why not. It's, it's it takes a lot of time. So I'm sure that if I was to get into the video space of it, the video itself would release the week after. So the video podcast would be like a week behind the actual audio podcast. But I've been people have hit me up and be like, dude, I would watch the hell out of that. And it's like I don't. First off, I don't get it because I uh, there's. I can't sit there and watch a podcast like all the podcasters put their little videos up on YouTube and, you know, get all sorts of streams and stuff. But I that's just not something that I would sit and watch because it's like you're watching somebody talk. So that's weird. So I kind of wanted to get a vibe on the Cubs. So if you guys want a video podcast, 
I'm going to put a poll up on the Instagram. All right. If you're not following the Instagram, it's Cheer Up Babe Podcast on the Instagram app. You know what apps are. So if you go to, if you have an iPhone or an Android, you go to the, either the app store or the Google play marketplace or whatever third tier, third rate fucking app downloading software system that people use for shit like that. And then you download this thing called Instagram. It's this cool app where people share pictures and videos and stuff like that. I don't know if you've heard of it, but also real quick, if you're a passionate person, about what phone you use, hey, do something different. Hey, pick a different thing in your life. Just do something different. Don't let that be part of your personality, all right? there's And I'm not specific. It goes both ways, okay? It goes both ways, as does most things. But it goes both ways in the terms of, like, there's the pretentious Apple user that goes... I only use Apple products because they're the best. And when they say they're the best, they mean they're the most expensive. And it becomes a part of their personality. They masturbate in Teslas. That's what those people do. And then there's the Android users that use terminology like, I don't run Apple. You mean use it? I've never ran Apple. I don't run Apple. You mean use it? So it's like that juxtaposition of like Apple is for sellouts type of thing. So I'm an Android user. I like having the freedom to customize my phone. That's one of the things that they like to throw out there. I've heard the idea that Androids are for intelligent people who enjoy technology. And I'm like, how about none of this is part of our personality anymore? How about that? How about that? How about you just buy a fucking phone, okay? How about that? But I also know that a bunch of other podcasts are on like Patreon. I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to do that. It's like it's like a way for the podcast to get support. You put all your videos up. You put usually like extra episodes and stuff like that up on their Patreon, right? It's pay like five bucks a month and then you get access to extra content from the podcast, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's all good and well. There's podcasts doing it. You know what? I don't think podcasts are on OnlyFans. And I think that's where the Cubs are going to go. All right. And that's not out of disrespect towards the lovely women and men on there that use it specifically to show their shiver me tenders, you know? That's not to try to take away any of their attention, but I just think it would be a good twist to send the to make the cub den be on OnlyFans. <laughs> because here's the thing with OnlyFans, alright? It's pornographic in nature. And from what I hear, my little brother subscribes to one of the girls. So that was a throw under the bus comment, and I'm going to move on, and I, and I digress. <laughs> but I don't know any other podcasts that are on fucking OnlyFans, and we're the Cubs, and we innovate. If we're going to do a video podcast, and I'm going to put out extra content and extra episodes and stuff like that, I'm going to innovate, and we're going to go on OnlyFans. And that's what it's going to be. Is that going to come anytime soon? Probably not. Am I going to get the green light from my wife that that would be okay? Because I had to explain the, to her the other day what OnlyFans was. Like I, I did a full breakdown analysis on what OnlyFans is because she didn't understand the concept. She thought it was like <laughs> Pornhub. That's what she thought. I was like, no. She thought it was like Brazzers. You feel me? Where like you pay for premium content, but you just get access to everybody. I was like, no, it's very singular based. You, it's behind 
like one person is behind a paywall. So you're giving that person the money. And she's like, oh. And I was like, yeah, very specific. You know what? I'm just going to start a, this podcast is so non-niche oriented. The Cubs, we don't have a niche. You know what our niche is? Having a fun fucking time. That's our niche. I think I'm going to go directly opposite, start an OnlyFans, and I'm only going to post pictures of my elbow pit. You know what I mean? That little pit right below your bicep, right above your forearm, that little space. Whenever my wife and I are walking in a store, she puts her pointer finger and her middle finger in that gap and holds onto my arm like that. She's like, I just love this little thing. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is that about, but I'm going to use it because you know what nobody is doing on OnlyFans? Posting only pictures of their elbow pits. That's what I'm going to do. So fucking watch out for that. And it's going to be behind a $79 a month paywall. You want to pay? You got to pay for that premium fucking level of content. You feel me, babe? You feel me? I'm going to go opposite of the podcast platform. It's going to be podcast episodes and elbow pits. Now, the podcast episodes would be like $4 a month to get the extra content. And then there's going to be a $79 a month tier where you get to look at pictures of my elbow pit. And you're fucking welcome in advance because it's coming like a freight train. Like the Polar Express through the snowy mountains. It's coming. Okay. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm so fucking. But look, dude. I know. Look, what can I say? VJ Julio, a chick magnet, and it is what it is. <laughs> what am I? A chick magnet. One more time. A chick magnet. And don't forget it, sixth grade Vincent. You embarrassing little son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, is any is anything that any of us did over five years ago not the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? Is anything that you did over five to ten years ago not the most embarrassing part of yourself? If it isn't, you're not growing enough as a person. All right, that's what it, so that means when I'm approaching forty, then. I'm going to regret everything that I'm doing right now, but that's fine. Cause I roll, I'm rolling with it right now and we're doing what we do. But watching that video of me in sixth grade was so embarrassingly cringy for me. I almost couldn't stand it. It was a good time. It was fun. We were able to have a laugh at my expense per use, but I've, it like, it's like one embarrassing thing from your past pops up. And then you just start thinking about all the, Oh, like the, like the Brian time era, the time era of being fucking in college, like right before I met my wife and right after I met my wife, you know what your boy had? You know what your boy had? A motivational fitness page on Instagram. Now, we know what that means in layman's terms. Hey, here's a picture of me shirtless, probably with an egregious amount of filter on it. And a douchebag motivational post underneath it. Some sort of fucking comment like, Lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. Something like that under a picture of your back. (laughs) And here's the problem with that. Forgot the login info. Can't delete the account. Alright? Can't permanently erase that part of me from the world. And it's fine, you know? It's like... It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. 
and I and I and I have like people that I follow on Instagram that are like you know wrestling acquaintances from the past or something like that that are on that shit you know like ex teammates and stuff like that that are still on that shit where it's just like selfie in the gym. My favorite Instagram account, babe. My favorite Instagram accounts to just scroll through and laugh at. Don't get triggered. Okay, don't get triggered if this is you. If it's you, it's just a coincidence. Have I laughed at your profile? Yes. Have I scrolled through it and read every single post in order to my wife and we laugh at your expense? Yes. But it's because we're laughing at my own past as well. So don't get too defensive. Don't get too upset. You will grow out of this and it will be one of the most embarrassing things you ever did. But I had one. Right. But the people that post like just a picture of them next to a fucking fountain, you know, or just like a picture of them in a park with some sunglasses on and always from waist angle because they're just setting it on a bench. They're just setting their phone on a bench somewhere or in the grass, kind of like Big B, you know, when Big B was shooting his music video and he didn't have a buddy that could just fucking roll with it so he just sat down on the ground next to his car with his legs straight out with his camera on the floor and just rapped looking for the next sorry fuck muscle those people and then the caption is like work in silence you know something along those lines a picture of them bent at the waist one elbow on a knee one foot out like they're about to drop the hottest mixtape of 2021 and the caption reads the grind don't stop. You know, those Instagram accounts, because it's the basic, ver- it's it's dudes mainly that post this. It's the basic version of the uh, white girl Instagram. And I don't even have to go through what the white girl Instagram is. Is she holding a pumpkin spice latte? Yeah, of course. Of course she is. Of course she is. Is she wearing a flannel when the when one leaf changes on her tree? Of course she is. Of course, you know, you already know that I'm a basic ass bitch that loves pumpkin spice. It just is what it is. I'm going to get that pumpkin spice cold foam on top of my coffee, babe. But not posting it on Instagram because I've moved on from that from that phase of my life. But did have a fitness page. So I feel like since I was inundated in the culture for a brief stint of time there and I did the cringiest, most egregious posts of all time. And the name of the account was not my name followed by fitspo it was worse than that it had the word muscle in it so that's cool i'm not gonna say the full fucking name babe that's just not gonna happen i've reported the page like 17 times for stealing my identity because i can't remember the login info and it's fine and i'll get it taken down when i become famous so get your screenshots in early so there's those accounts Right, those are my favorite accounts to scroll through because it's just a good laugh for Papa Bear. Now, I don't really like referring to myself as Papa Bear, but half of you beautiful sons of bitches call me Papa Bear, so I'm just rolling with it. It kind of makes my butthole tighten up. It kind of makes me cringe, but it's fine. I'm just going to roll with it. But the worst thing I see, the worst thing I see is the half in, half out guy. The half in half, I'm in, so I'm in the fitness space, right? Like I'm a trainer, I'm a coach, I help people with their bodies. It's one of the things that I do. So therefore, I have acquaintances and friends that are also in that space, okay? And I get it, you're trying to use your social media to promote your 
you know, your coaching or your training program or whatever like that, right? I totally understand that. Makes perfect sense, especially have you, if you have a decent following. Now, one thing I saw this week was like the most, I was like, hey, how about don't do that? You know, how about don't do that? Because that sucked, period. Okay, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. I saw a guy, first of all, wearing a polo. So, you know, wearing a polo as a trainer, it's fine. 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 But it's not fine. Jesus. But also, don't take it so serious. Okay, you work in the corner of a fucking rehab clinic. Like, whatever. All right. But it was on their Instagram stories. I'm not going to say their name. I'm going to put, I'm not going to put them on blast like that. But it was on their Instagram stories. And, for some reason, the camera angle didn't start up where the recording ended. It started down like he was looking down at his phone, like kind of where you hold your phone when you scroll through Instagram. It was like that, but it's like he started recording and then he moved the camera up to the good angle for your jawline. You know which one I'm talking about? The downward angle a little bit. And then he panned it over like his head stayed center, but he panned to the left and it then caught his client who was standing there now his client was a relatively overweight guy wasn't in the middle of a workout set or anything just probably just finished up a workout or was just finishing up a warm-up getting ready to start a workout the client didn't see the recording coming so the client looks up and sees he's holding his phone up so the client looks up at the recording and then the trainer flexes with his free arm right flexes with his free arm and then the trainer goes come on and the guy like so uncomfortable so uncomfortable gives a flex and the trainer's like that's what's up and the video ends and I was like don't ever repeat that action okay that was the worst you got a guy you got a guy who's slightly overweight reached out to you to coach him because he wants to get a better body, right? He wants to get a better body and you unprompted for a little promo for your training Instagram page, just swung the camera on him while he's standing there awkwardly behind you. And then you flexed like you're 19 years old. You feel what I'm saying? Do you feel how weird that is from the perspective of the client? The client goes, well, that's on his social media now, and that sucked, and I'm uncomfortable, and I don't think I'll be coming back. It's not a great business plan, babe, okay? And it bothered me. I'm not going to lie. It bothered me. I was like, I'm going to scoop that client up real fast. If you just want to actually get a workout in, you can fucking hit me up. Also, you're getting trained by a guy who's wearing a polo. You know, you go going golfing after the set. You can hit some dumbbell curls and then go do the front nine. Fucking douchebag. <laughs> I think the reason I see I see so many of my old friends and my old acquaintances falling into that like motivational fitspo or just doing like cringy shit on social media and Instagram. And I think it I think it resonates with me. I either get a laugh response or like a very, very heavy cringe response because I see it and because I've gone through it. I did it. I did all that shit. It's embarrassing to look back on, but it's like it's in the past, so it's fine. Like, who really gives a shit? We are who we are because of our choices in the past, right? I mean, not to get Buddha Gandhi on you, but it's just fucking uncomfortable. And I, 
I refuse to unfollow because that's my entertainment. You know, y'all are listening to fucking Kanye West's new bullshit album and I'm watching fitness influencers on Instagram and cringe cry laughing. And cringe cry laughing is my favorite. But the grind don't stop is ultimately what I'm saying. (laughs) It's like you go through, you just grow up and you go like, God, being a kid sucks. Like being young sucks. But it also kind of doubles down when you're a parent too. You know, like I'm not going to lie before I had kids and the, my friends and stuff were having kids. And then every post was their kid. I was like, okay, we get it. But now I get where they're coming from. I do have, there's one, there's a one kind of parent on Instagram that bothers me a little bit. And it's, uh, it's the matching parent. Like, like I get it now. Like that's your life, dude. Like that's your entire reason for being is that little creature that either you or your wife pushed out of your body. You know what I'm saying? Like that is half you, half the love of your life, hopefully. You know what I mean? Or half you, half that piece of shit. You know, either way. Either way, whatever it is, that little creature is your entire reason for existence. So I understand now why... The only thing you want to post is the thing that matters most in your life. I get that. And you see them for all of their cuteness and shit like that. But then when you get the matchy matchers, that, I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like the mom-daughter combo, that's like matching pastel maroon underneath a matching cardigan with matching leggings and matching Timberlands on. You know what I'm saying? Like the like the full-blown fancy outfit. They got matching fucking hairdos and matching bows and shit. Like that whole thing. And then they take pictures in their living room. You know what I'm saying? I get it if the kid's older, older and you're kind of playing dress up. But when they're like one and two, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's weird. It's a little bit weird to me. Now, my, now, I would be remiss to say that my wife has a few matching items with my daughter, but the thing that they match in is pajamas. And I'm not saying full-blown fucking pajama outfits. They have matching black Rolling Stones t-shirts. So my wife walks around in my underwear and a black Rolling Stone t-shirt while my daughter walks around in a diaper and a black Rolling Stones t-shirt. And it's fucking awesome. Like, that's cool. She's also not doing it for the gram. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't even have a gram. She's just doing that because that's dope. Now, the first time I saw it, my heart melted. And then I immediately went to my daughter and I was like, name me one fucking Rolling Stones song. She was like, what? And I was like, you're wearing the shirt. Name me one Rolling Stones song. And she was like, dad, 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 books. And I was like, fuck that dad, 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 dad of books. You think that's a Rolex? Take your fucking t-shirt off, you poser. You don't deserve to wear that. You didn't bleed the blood and the sweat of going to all the concerts like us OGs did. Now take that fucking t-shirt off, you fake fan. And then she goes, baba, and walks away. And I'm like, (laughs) some people just have no respect for culture. Some people just don't fucking get it. <laughs> how, how about those people for real? How about those people for real? Dude, Jordan and I went to a concert. Uh, Jordan was wearing a Kiss t-shirt. It's an army green Kiss t-shirt. And a lady asked her that. And I was like, 
you gotta be shitting me. Now, I was a little buzzed at this instance, okay? Now, I go full fucking douchebag with my concert going out outfits because I don't care what I wear in front of people. Like, I had the full button up, a little bit too tight of white short sleeve t-shirt with collar that had a bunch of fun print all over it. Like, I was that guy, and I apologize for that now. You didn't even, you weren't even there. You didn't even see it, but I apologize for it now. And... My wife wore a dope-ass army green tied a knot on the side Kiss t-shirt. And a lady was like, can you name three Kiss songs? And I was like, is it really that big of a fucking deal? Like, is it really? Hey, you don't run Apple, do you? (laughs) It's the same vibe and you're the same type of shitty person. Because guess what? It's not that important. It's not that important. Move on. Name me three fucking Kiss songs. Hey, name me three sex positions that you've done in the last three years. Oh, just doggy style so he doesn't have to look at your face? Makes sense. Makes sense. Walk on with your three-inch fucking acrylic nails. They look like shit. They're grown out. And also name me three foods in the last 90 days that you've eaten that haven't included sugar and carbs. Okay, have a great day. Don't make me get passionate. Don't talk to my wife about things. Don't make me get passionate. Say whatever you want to me. Say whatever you want about me. Uh, Say something in front of me to my wife. And I'm going to go down a very dark hole and regret the things that I say. So don't do that. All right? Name me three kiss songs. Name me the last three times you brushed your fucking teeth. Because you look like you just drank an entire bottle of Cabernet. And topped it off with a family-sized bag of candy corn. You feel me? You feel me? Walk on. Okay? I guess my point is that I gotta wear a gold chain. The point of this entire podcast is that I gotta get a gold chain and just full fucking send it. Okay? That's the, that's the entire point. The only reason I hit record is so that I could say that I'm gonna have a gold chain. And it's fine. Now, no bullshit aside, I did do like a Google search for a gold chain. And I know I'm back on the gold chain, but babe, the drip don't stop, all right? I'm going to get myself a gold chain, and then I'm going to get our queen a gold chain because I'm going to drip out my fucking toddler, all right? Dude, okay, you know what? I got to show you guys my favorite song real fast. I got to show you guys my my favorite song. If you don't know who Cody Ko is, he's like another... He was a Viner, and then he switched... Like, whatever, dude. We don't need to talk about content creators, but... I like Cody Ko's videos. It's one of the things I watch on YouTube. And he does these videos where he like makes fun of other like YouTubers and shit like that. And one of the and and one of the things that he talks about which I 100% agree in every single way is the family vloggers. The people that have YouTube channels that are based or, that are their their vlogs that are based around their family life and then those people get hella rich and loaded. By basically turning their entire life into a self-filmed TV show. You know, just selling out their family, basically. And it's so cringy. And it's always super played up. And it's super duper bright videos. And the dialogue is just so cringe and uncomfortable. But there was this one video that he did a breakdown on. Where, like, this family vlogger had a baby. And he, like, was recording her in birth. And, like, they were, like, staying in character while she was giving birth. And then they named their son Rodeo, like the shopping street in California, the place where all of the rich people go and buy purses and shit. Rodeo Drive. 
they named their son Rodeo. And it's spelled rodeo, so literally if he leaves that city, maybe goes to college in fucking Montana or something, he's 100% going to be called rodeo. Because that's how it's spelled, okay? But it's the most uncomfortable fucking video of all time. But Cody Ko made a, like a spoof video because in that vlog that he was making fun of, they put the baby on a pile of cash, the first day it was born. Such a weird flex. So egregious. Baby's born. Camera gets shoved in their face. And then that's the remainder of their life. Like that's so fucking weird. First of all. Like the vlogging lifestyle is so weird. Because you're just carrying a camera all day. And everything. Every single thing that you do is surrounded by content. Like that's just. I don't know. That's uncomfortable. That can't be like an actual normal upbringing. Right? That just, there's no fucking way. But he made a, a sarcastic music video based off of that one picture where the guy's like talking to, just dripping. Dude, we're going to appreciate this sar sarcastic ass spoof music video for a second. It's time to help people customize and And this is an ad, so give me fucking literally one second. Yeah, I see you flexing. Yeah. Oh, private chat so sick. Oh my God. Oh my God. Private chat so cool. I'll tell you the real flags right here. Let's go. Get it, Cody. Rip this shit, babe. Yeah, yeah. I see you flexing on the gram that you got a couple grand. The diamonds, the cars, and the duffels full of cash. Mm. The Gucci shoes make you feel like you're the man. Mm. But while your offspring's still wearing baby gap, huh? Bro, we move different. I trip out my fucking infant. Okay, no, no. <laughs> All sarcasm aside, that fucking line rips. Okay, that line right there hits fucking hard. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? That line fucking is a fucking bar. Baby gap, huh? Bro, we move different. I trip out my fucking infant. Oh. 50 <laughs> but we move different. I drip out my fucking infant. That's the thing. I think the reason that I like this so much is because basically 40% of my home life is singing things to my daughter, right? So we'll be listening to a song or I have a song stuck in my head and I just replace all of the words with words that pertain to her, either what we're currently doing or like her favorite toy or some shit. Racks on his crib, bitch. Boy, you a dimwit. You spending money on some simp shit. I'ma put a rolly on my kids' wrist. I'm icing on my kids. I'm putting diamonds on my newborn. This shit is different from what you want. I'm talking baby Richard Mills. I put two on them. My kid is iced out, and yours is lukewarm. Icing on my kids. <laughs> okay, that's enough. You guys get the gist. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious, though. We move different. I drip out my fucking infant. <laughs> But that's going to be me. That's going to be me. I'm going to buy my daughter a gold. I'm going to buy my daughter a gold chain. And here's the deal. My chain's going to be $20 off of Amazon. And hers is going to be $2,200 some, from some fucking jewelry store. Because we move different. I drip out my fucking infant. Thank you, Cody Co. Appreciate it. All right, babe. Now, it's that time. It's that time to get into some some of the golden episode extravaganza unqualified dad advice. I'll try not to stutter over my words, but you don't have to worry about me stuttering over my words. When I'm reading through these advice columns and, and answering these words of advice, you don't have to worry about me stumbling over my words because I'm the best reader in the world. Thank you, Denise. Goddamn right. I'm the best reader in the world. <laughs> Let's do it. 
All right, baby gorgeous. Cubs, it's time. Unqualified dad advice. We're on the advice column on Reddit because that's what we do, babe, okay? We're going to scroll. We're going to stop at PlentyFun69. Okay, this post is probably going to be about some sort of butt plug or something because that's just how the trend goes. We know how the trend goes. That's how the trend goes. Now, how the trend goes is if there's a post with the name by PlentyFun69. What is up, daddy gang? Slootin, right? But Plenty Fun 69 says, should I be embarrassed about owning a home at 23? Okay, fake post just wanted to flex. Subtle flex, but not so subtle flex. Fake post just want to pex. What kind of what kind of a fucking question is should I be embarrassed about owning a home at 23? All right, Plenty Fun 69, I'll bite. Let's see where this rabbit hole goes. So I own a home that I inherited from my father's parents when I was a toddler. Okay. So your grandparents, right? Let's stop you right fucking there. So I own a home that I inherited from my father's parents when I was a toddler. Your grandparents. I have always made to feel, or, nope, I said that right because I am. I'm the best reader in the world. I have always made to feel like it is embarrassing and that I do not deserve it by my mother and her side of the family. They have been telling me my whole life that I should sell it and other stuff I get from them. Don't worry. I am in strict NC with them. Don't know what NC means. Thought it was going to be North Carolina, but I am in strict North Carolina with them. I don't know. what. The, oh, I'm going to guess no contact. That's what I'm going to guess. They have been telling me my whole life that I should sell it and other stuff I got from them. Don't worry. I am in strict no contact with them. That's got to be what NC is. It's either North Carolina or it's no contact. Now, I paid the bills since I have a good job and I am an adult. I live in that home with my father and brother who contribute to the household, etc. It is okay for... Is it okay for... Mm, fucking... I'm the best reader in the world. Is it okay for me to tell people that I live in my own home even though my father lives in it also? I know, a stupid question. But anyway, why does it have to be fucking clarified? First of all, none of this post matters. You live in your grandparents' house that they left to you with your father. Sounds like you're just letting the toxic side of your mom's family get into your head a little bit and if you're in strict no contact with them you've already made the decision that they don't need to be a part of your life because of their toxicity but you're still allowing their thoughts towards you to cling into the back of your brain and you have no space there for that so go ahead and get rid of that there's literally nothing to be embarrassed about this was kind of silly you have a home that you get to live in that's the end of the statement that's the end of the sentence be grateful, zero embarrassment, be thankful to your grandparents who left it to you because I'm assuming it's post-mortem, they're taking care of you after the fact. How wonderful is that? How great of a situation for you? In what way would you should you be embarrassed about that? Get those other people's thoughts out of your fucking head because you're doing just fine. You also have a place that you're able to take care of your father with. Your father gets to be under that roof too, safe and sound. And that's all that matters. All right. Hope that helped. Not that that helped. Just saying like, hey, fuck what other people think. You feel? <laughs> Don't know why I said it like that, but hey. Anyways, scroll. Stop. Harlot Scarlet <laughs> says, 
quitting weed and struggling severely extremely doubt that I'm going to be able to help you out with this one, babe, but we're going to give it a shot. So I've been taking edibles every day for almost four years. Holy fucking shit. Every day for four years. Now I'm no mathematician, but I know that there's 365 days in a year, right? And if 365 times five, why did I say five? She said four, 365 times four is going to be somewhere around 1500 days. Now I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a ma- I'm more of a words guy, you know. I'm more of a language arts guy. I'm more of a creative writing guy. I'm I'm the best reader in the world. But I'm not really a math guy, right? But I'm going to say that's about 1500 days. So I've been taking edible back to the post. So I've been taking edibles every day for almost four years now, but the past year it's been making my grades in uni drop also due to COVID shutdowns. I mean, does every fucking, does every, hey, here's an idea. Does every fucking thing have to involve COVID? Does it all have to be there? Does it always have to be a part of the fucking conversation? I'm over the conversation. Right. But anyways, you're struggling in college or uni. I'm assuming uni is college. I don't know foreign things very well. I'm only I'm the best reader in the world. All right. I'm done with that drop. I promise. But I'm not done with being a chick magnet. Okay. (laughs) And when I get a gold chain, it's over for you because a chick magnet is what I am. According to sixth grade me with the gapped teeth and the fucking navy blue polo and hadn't even held hands with a girl yet. Anyways, back to the post. I'll just fuck it. You know what? Uh, Jesus, I keep getting so sidetracked, sidewinded that it's like I'll just start it over. Harlot Scarlet. So I've been taking edibles every day for almost four years now, but the past year it's been marked making my grades in uni drop also due to COVID shutdowns. And I'm trying to save money to move out of my parents. So I decided to stop. I'm not addicted. Well, every day for four years, I mean, every day for four years, uh, there, um, there had to be a few, um, probably there was a few days, um, where it would have been uh, probably a few days where it would have been a little bit beneficial to not be stoned, but you decided to still take edibles. And when you decide to take edibles, regardless of where it's going to put you mentally and it's going to hold you back, that's kind of when you start leaning towards the addiction. Now, I'm no expert, but I feel like four years every day is a decent sample size. Back to the post. I'm not addicted, but I have little self-control, partly due to a personality disorder. Now I kind of feel like an asshole. Hopefully she's just lying about something. Back to the post, and I'm already thinking of buying more. Okay, so that's, all right, what? I'm not addicted, but I have little self-control, and I'm already thinking of buying more? I mean, that was basically the textbook definition of an addiction, right? Being sober has also made dealing with my depression and OCD harder. And yesterday I self-harmed again since I didn't have weed to distract myself. All right, this is getting dark, dark, really dark 90 degree turn. Any advice aside from distracting myself and trying to keep busy? I'm 24 on meds and in therapy, but it hasn't helped much. So the end of this post got problematic. 
All right. And I'm going to take my 10 foot pole and I'm going to I'm going to walk back where it's 10 feet and one inch because I don't feel like touching this one with the 10 foot pole. Because here's the thing. My current stance on this post specifically in regards to your depression and OCD in regards to you taking weed, it's not going to come off well. I'm basically saying is you it's a crutch for you and you're using it as an excuse. So I'm going to go ahead and moonwalk backwards out of this fucking conversation. So we're just going to scroll and stop. Because this is the golden episode extravaganza, I can do whatever the fuck I want, period, first of all. Maybe I'll put maybe I'll put my uh, actual answer on OnlyFans with my elbow pits later. Scroll, stop. Scary Bagel X says, Boyfriend's memory... For fuck's sakes. I'm the best reader in the world. Boyfriend's memorial tat a mood kill. Not sure how to approach it due to his insecurities. Let's just open this one right the fuck up. My boyfriend, 34 male, and I, 36-year-old female non-binary. All right. And I both appreciate unique and meaningful tattoos. When we were just friends prior to our relationship, he mentioned to me, what is non-binary? What the fuck does that mean? Okay, I got all fucking hyperjudgmental like literally half a second ago with my breath. And I don't even know what fucking non-binary is. I know we had the episode where we talked about the fucking charcuterie or whatever the fuck that one word was. And we learned about people's sexuality. So we learned about asexuality and all that kind of shit because I didn't understand it. And we learned. So I have to fucking look up what non-binary even means. It's an umbrella term for people whose gender identity doesn't sit comfortably with a man or woman. Oh, so you're like in the in-between space? You're in the limbo of sexuality? Is that what that means? So your sexuality is a ghost roaming the earth, unwilling to move on? Is that what it is? It's not on earth, but it's also not in the beyond. It's stuck on earth, but in spiritual form because it's in limbo. That's where your sexuality's at. All right, so non-binary means they like fucking ghosts. (laughs) Apologies, apologies from Papa Bear. Okay, my boyfriend, 34-year-old male, and I, 36-year-old female, non-binary, and I both appreciate unique and meaningful tattoos. When we were just friends prior to our relationship, he mentioned to me that he had a tattoo identical to the only tattoo of his late younger brother who died suddenly and unexpectedly in April 2018 before my boyfriend and I met. They were extremely close, and I know my boyfriend feels a lot of survivor's guilt over his brother's death. Additionally, the brother was an artist who had designed the tattoo himself, so it is extremely meaningful to my boyfriend to have something his beloved little brother designed on his own skin. When my boyfriend first told me this, when we were just casual friends, he did not tell me which tattoo it was. He has about a dozen, and I did not feel comfortable asking. Due to a number of context clues, I came to suspect that it was on his forearm. Then one day, out of the blue, I asked which tattoo it was, and my boyfriend readily told me it was the peck tattoo directly over his heart. The forearm tat is related to his childhood and family in general, which is why I made that assumption, but that one actually... Okay, so convoluted, so long. Holy shit. I just scrolled down. This chick has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraphs that were all that long that I just read. And now this is the golden episode extravaganza and we're recording for an extra long time, but I don't feel like 
I don't know, maybe let me give her just halfway through another paragraph, see if this has any sort of meat, okay? It's just like she's trying to fill the fucking word count on a paper in high school. She's trying to reach that 2,000 word count, and she's saying things like, however, due to the fact that, in essence, she, this that's how this is reading right now. Now, the tattoo itself is a beautiful design. The brother had real talent, and I wish I could have met him. I mean, get to the point. However, since knowing this, I have a hard time not thinking about the dead brother every time I touch my boyfriend's chest. More specifically, because the brother took his own life in the exact same way as my cousin did. Jesus. And I should note it was not nearly as close to I was not nearly as close to the cousin as my boyfriend was so convoluted. I know this is morbid and fucked up, but it's a bit of a mood killer and I think he's noticed how I have changed when we are sexual together. To be clear, I would never tell him to change or cover up the tattoo. First of all, I believe everyone has bodily autonomy. Second, I would never This chick is trying so hard to cover her bases like she's gonna get canceled from a fucking advice column on reddit she's being pre she's making a preemptive statement then she's making the statement and then she's making a follow-up statement and it's fucking exhausting right can we all agree this is exhausting i'm gonna scroll to the last paragraph and see i guess i just don't know the best way to go forward since i tend to be the one who breaks the ice i feel like he has noticed something is up but he hasn't said anything and maybe i'm just anxious and he hasn't noticed i can't tell any advice on how to handle this okay holy shit in the upper paragraphs that we skipped she has pros of telling him list and cons of telling him list in our relationships i tend to be the one who brings up the elephant in the room the elephant in the room is that you're overthinking the fact that you know what? This is none of your fucking business. All right. How about that? I mean, granted, I skipped fucking over half of it, but this is none of your fucking business. It's your boyfriend. That tattoo is none of your fucking business. You can't begin to understand the emotional connection that he probably has with that ink tattooed on his skin. So the fact that it's a buzzkill or a mood killer. The tattoo is not meant to represent the brother's death. It's meant to be in memoriam for the brother who he loved. The tattoo is not shrouded in sadness or morbidity. The tattoo is a representation of something that he loves. Right? Now I'm 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 getting like slightly aggressive on this coming from an older brother standpoint. If a girl <laughs> God forbid I f- found myself in this same situation and I got a p- tattoo on my body in representation on that, it would only be to represent my little brother because I don't have any other way to do that. So if that's the way that I had decided to do that, no fucking girl is going to come in and be like, how do I bring up the fact that the tattoo is a buzzkill? Right? Because it's none of your fucking business. Maybe get over yourself. And maybe appreciate the fact that you have a boyfriend who loves the important things in his life so much that he's willing to permanently put it on his body. Maybe think of it in that perspective. Wow. 
This guy has the capacity to love things so much he will permanently put a representation of it on his body because there's no chance that he's ever going to let go of the, that love that he has in his heart. There's 0% chance. That love in his heart for his brother is as permanent as that fucking tattoo is on his skin. It's not going anywhere and either is that emotion that he feels for his little brother. So who gives a fuck if you think it's morbid, right? Let's move on. Jesus Christ. Got a little heated, got a little sensitive, maybe hit a little too close to home because of all my younger siblings. Three younger brothers and two younger sisters, and it's like literally none of your fucking business. Scroll. Stop. I'm trash at making and keeping them. That's it. That's what the fuck it says them. Is that like a they them? Is this in reference to human beings? I'm trash at making and keeping them. This is by hoaxers. I'm a 15-year-old male, and I struggle with... friends oh okay I made some good friends when I was young every time I have a friend it would be it would only be us two I would always be kind of the leader for the both of us for example where to go at recess and shit and now I'm not as good at making friends at my seventh year of school I met Sam not his real name it was only the both of us he was a new student and I started the school okay my primary school was linked with this one so a lot of my primary classmates were here too it was a new environment as i didn't really had friends i turned to the new guy next to me and introduced myself it's hard to me to social with others so i that was a rough line there hawksers let's try that again it was a new environment as i didn't really had friends i turned to the new guy next to me and introduced myself it's hard to me to social with other, so I think that was brave of me. Me and Sam both play Minecraft, and we became best friend. This kid's got to maybe be foreign, right? Because there's so many missing plural S's. And that wasn't a dig. That's just something that gets lost in translation a lot when, like, say, English is your second language, I feel like. I mean, all the S's are li- li- missing out. I'll try to read it how I feel like he meant to word it. It was a new environment. As I didn't really have friends, I turned to the new guy next to me and introduced myself. It's hard for me to be social with others, so I think that was brave of me. Me and Sam both play Minecraft, and we became best friends. Fast forward to year 8, and me and Sam are not in the same class. I didn't really make any other friends other than Sam, so I was friendless in my new class. And it was lame to not have friends in my country. Okay, so there we go. Boom. I can't be the quiet kid and sit in a corner because the teacher chooses who you sit with. Four people aground and four people and four table picked together. All right, you're doing all right, man. So I was seated at the front. I was so desperate to make friends, I clung to a group even when they didn't want me there. And I didn't want to be a loser, so I stayed with them. My year was miserable as I had no... I mean, just so convoluted. These So lengthy, these goddamn post today but that's all right we'll we'll continue on sam didn't really talk to me and when i talked to him he will pretend he didn't hear me and talk to his new friends i would pretend to be sick and not go to school every few days just to avoid being a loser at my school i left the school the end of the year eight told my parent an excuse and didn't tell him about my experience year nine i went to the uk and was fine as there were friends as the same country as me So it was fine. Now, year 10, I will be starting at my country again, a new school I need some advice to make some new friends. And I don't want to be lonely. Any advice? I'm very bad at social, but by the way, I'm always nervous when talking to new people and need to pluck up the courage to, and it's very hard for me. 
Honestly, this sounds super duper cliche, but you have to socialize as much as possible. And there's plen- plenty of things um, that you can do when you are in the when you are in these years of schooling, when you're in these years of your life. There's plenty of things that you can do because there's pr- plenty of pre-existing situations that you can put yourself into. I'm talking sports. I'm talking extracurricular activities, art classes, things where there is already a community of people that you can then implant yourself into and naturally become a part of that little niche community. Based off of my experience, I have zero experience on finding friends outside of that capacity in terms of all of my best friends were on my wrestling team, on my football team. It was athletics for me, you know, so, but there's also tons of other things. There's drama classes, there's music classes. There's tons of things where you can implant yourself into the camp that's already pre-established, right? That essentially breaks the ice for you. And then there's already that 50-50, you have one foot in the door because you are then a part of the team or a part of the group. So I would say if you really wanted to focus on making friends, find a hobby and get invested in it. You know, simple, straight to the point. That's really all I have to say on that because you can uh, you can meet you can meet lifelong friends that way. Honestly, all right, baby, gorgeous. That does it. That does it for episode twenty eight of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. If you would like to leave a review for the podcast, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. If you want to follow along on the Instagram, it's Cheer Up, Babe Podcast. You can also look up the podcast on Anchor if you want to submit any voice questions or anything like that. Like you can record a statement that I can get and then put directly into the podcast and I could and we could have a fake ass conversation, whatever like that. One one fun thing that's coming up is I am going to have look the new Spider-Man trailer dropped. All right. Now, listen, my little brother and I are Spider-Man nerds. Now, me. 8% as much as him. Now, he's a grown-ass man. I'm talking about Boone, the one that just got, just got married. He has a room of Spider-Man, all right? And he's now a married man who's going to be, who is a fucking husband, right? But he has an entire room dedicated in his place for his Spider-Man collection. So that's Boone. So the new Spider-Man movie dropped. He masturbated three times really, really fast. And then he called me and we talked about the trailer. So Home Slice wants to be on the podcast and we're going to have a little brotherly love conversation and we're also going to probably rip into him and give him a lot of shit for being so obsessed with spider-man like i think he has a spider-man butt plug at this point and it's fucking fine but we'll talk about it we'll find out about it so we look forward to that looking forward to have little brother on the podcast because what's going to be more fun than having an older brother younger brother dynamic on an episode you know what i'm saying it's gonna be a fucking blast so that does it for this week thanks for sticking around if you're still listening at this point Sure do dig you guys. Go out there. Have a great week. And cheer up, babe.